Then the warriors went forth to visit the dwellings which were bereft of friends, and to look upon the lands of the Frisians, and homesteads, and the high town. And Angus was still dwelling with Finn, that slaughter-stained winter, all bravely without strife. And he thought often of his homeland, though he could not be sailing his ringed ship over the waters. The sea boiled with storm and waged war with the wind, and winter locked up the ice-bound waves till yet another year came in the court, as still it doth, which ever guards the seasons and the glory-bright weather. Then winter was scattered, and fair was the bosom of the earth, and the wanderer strove to go, the guest from the court, and much more he thought of vengeance for the feud than of the sea voyage, as to how he could bring about an angrier encounter, for he bore in mind the children of the Jutes. And so he escaped not the lot of mortals when Unlafing did on his arm the best of swords, the flashing light of the battle, whose edge was well known to the Jutes. And dire sword bale after befell the fierce-minded Finn, even in his very own home, when Guthlaf and Oslaf lamented the grim grip of war and the sorrow after sea journeys, and were charging him with his share in the woes. Nor could he hold back in his own breast his fluttering soul. Then again was the hall adorned with the bodies of foemen, and Finn was also slain, the king with his troop, and the queen was taken. And the warriors of the Danes carried to the ships all the belongings of the Earth King, such as they could find in the homestead of Finn, of ornaments and jewels. They bore away also the noble wife Hildbur, down to the sea away to the Danes, and led her to her people. So a song was sung, a lay of the gleeman, and much mirth there was and great noise from the benches, and cupbearers offered wine from wondrous vessels. Then came forth Queen Walchtheo in her golden circlet, where the two good men were sitting, the uncle and his nephew, and still were they in peace together, and each true to the other. Likewise Unferth the spokesman sat there at the foot of the Lord of the Danes, and each of them trusted Unferth's good heart, and that he had a great soul, though he was not loyal to his kinsmen at the sword play. Then spake the Queen of the Danes, Take this cup, O my liege lord, thou giver of rings. Be thou joyful, thou gold friend to men. Do thou speak mild words to the gaets, as a man should be doing. Be glad of thy gaets and mindful of gifts. Now thou hast peace both near and far. There is one who told me that thou wouldest have the battle hero for thy son. Now Heorod is all cleansed, the bright hall of rings. Enjoy whilst thou mayest many rewards, and leave to thy kinsmen both folk and a kingdom when thou shalt go forth to look on eternity. I know my glad Rothulf will hold in honor this youth if thou, O Rothgar, the friend of the Danes, dost leave the world earlier than he. I ween that he will yield good to our children if he remembers all that has passed, how we too worshipfully showed kindness to him, in former days when he was but a child. Then she turned to the bench where were her sons, Rothric and Rothmund, and the children of heroes, the youth altogether. There sat the good man Beowulf of the Gaets by the two brothers, 